Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets. Each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. How can we break up with our friends? I have my guest and expert therapist, Aaron, here with me today. And it's a topic, I, I really loved the way you described it. Um, it's one we don't really talk about, but we talk about all the other ways that we're breaking up. Right. And ending relationships or transitioning in life. And yet this one is pretty uncomfortable. They're all uncomfortable, but I'm yeah. just excited to have the conversation with you because you just came out with a book on this topic. So we have lots of um, things that we can talk about. I've experienced it and I'm sure our listeners have either experienced it or maybe are in that place where they need to right. break up. So um, let me introduce a little bit about you, Erin. Um, you are an author, a digital entrepreneur and associate, associate psychotherapist. Uh, you released in 2018, a critically acclaimed self-improvement female empowerment book called how to get shit done and why women need to stop doing everything so they can achieve anything. Um, since then you have been co the editor in chief and co-owner of pick the brain, which is, um, a podcast, which ranks sorry, consistently in the top 20 in health and self-improvement categories on iTunes. And in 2019 was featured on the, the iTunes homepage twice. So you're kind of a big deal and you just released this other book on how to break up with friends. So, um, I'm going to put all the info in the show notes. If you want to be able to find Erin, you can follow her on Instagram. You can buy her books. You can listen to her podcast, all the things. Um, but for now let's get started and talk about what we're here for. So welcome. Welcome. Thank, Thank you, you for being for here. Me. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So first off, I just want to hear why on earth a book about breaking up with our friends. Yeah. So, you know, as most things in my life, the process was not linear. Uh, I had written my first book, which you mentioned, and that was very rooted in the female empowerment, female productivity space. And I was looking for a follow-up um, of what I could write. And I went down, you know, a million different rabbit holes that all turned out to be dead ends. And, you know, month after month, I was getting very frustrated. And um, as with my agent, and I woke up one morning at like six in the morning, half awake, half asleep. And this phrase, how to break up with your friends, was just in my head. And I was kind of like, what? And tried to go back to sleep, really couldn't. And over the next couple of days, it just kept surfacing. And so finally, I kind of stopped and, and said, what is this about? And so I started to look at my own one friendship in particular, who, you know, outwardly on paper, I would say was, you know, one of my best friends, my, you know, one of my kind of like ride or die people in my life. And yet when I started looking at the friendship, I realized that there was actually this huge chasm in between us and nothing dramatic had happened. It was just, I kind of was like, oh my gosh, what's going on here. And when I started to look at it and started to track back, like, how did we get here? 
um, all this information kind of started to come to the surface. Um, mostly uh, things that I had at the time just ignored and probably she had also ignored things, small things. Um, but nevertheless, I found myself when I started to look at this relationship in a very different place than I would have, you know, again, outwardly kind of defined a friendship. And so I was like, huh, that's interesting. And then I started to look at other friendships in my life and found a lot of other valuable information. And, and the, the kind of epiphany for me was not necessarily just the information that was being gleaned, but that this was the first time I was actually doing this. And, you know, we are a society that is obsessed with information about ourselves. We know, you know, every calorie we're eating, every gram of protein, uh, fat, we wear watches that tell us every single step we're taking in a day. You know, Marie Kondo has us holding up chairs and sweaters and asking if they bring joy. And yet, like the people in our lives, in, especially in this category, um, there's very little uh, reflection on it. These are kind of like the one category of relationship, which is like we consider kind of nice to have and mm -hmm. should give, give, give. And of course, no relationship that's worth the salt is that right? A relationship that is worth any kind of value is something that is active, that it is live, that it, you are working on, right? And that doesn't mean it should, you know, constantly be a struggle, but you sure, certainly should be trying to, you know, number one, pay attention and be very intentional in these relationships. And so it dawned on me that we have this group of people that have the ability to like support us um, see us in the ways that we want to be seen um, and and really be a much more active participant in our lives. And yet we're dialing them in. And so we're leaving all of that on the table. And so, well, again, as I started by saying, it's not, it's not a, a linear necessarily connection to like productivity, but that was kind of the genesis around this about we're leaving so much energy on the table here. What if we could do these a lot better get out of the ones that don't serve us, be much more intentional on the ones that do actively go out and, and select, you know, relationships that, that kind of represent who, where we are and how we want to be seen right now. And, um, and so, yeah, that was, that was kind of like the, you know, the, the, the very first like baby steps into this book. Okay. Uh, first off, I love that because you're describing it and I'm thinking, yes, yes. And why, why aren't we thinking about these relationships? And now I'm in a, I'm in a different world. I was, I got divorced in 2021 mm -hmm. after 21 years of marriage. And so for me, it's very, I'm in that world of like, I'm going to, I'm going to analyze my dating. I'm going to analyze my past relationship and, and look at these relationships. I also finally stepped into friendships. Yeah. And saying like, why am I not looking at these the same? Right. And, and yet it's, it, it felt very similar. I lost a lot of things in 2021, mm -hmm. um, friendships included mm -hmm. because of that breaking me open and right. realizing exactly what you were saying that, yeah. that we fit and we were best friends and we would do the things. But in, when I would leave, it was like, actually, I don't feel great. Great. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, that is often what happens, you know, if you look at like the pandemic or for example, you know, where all of a sudden, you know, by the way, I sold this title three weeks before the pandemic, I thought it was important. Then I couldn't have possibly predicted how important it would become as we're kind of all shuffled off into these micro bubbles and like cut off, you know, from friendship as we knew it. And so to go back to your point, whether it's like a pandemic, some kind of forced thing, it's a divorce, some kind of life upheaval, those are normally the times, if then, but if you do, it's the normally through some sort of massive upheaval that then you start looking at it. And the idea is, right, let's not wait for that massive upheaval, yes. right? Let's not wait till we're in a pandemic or till, you know, our world as we know it has been pulled out, you know, from, you know, the carpet's been pulled out from under us. And, and I, that's one of the things that that's one of the starting points that I really um, led with in the sense that why, why, why aren't we talking about this? Why don't we kind of lean in here into this space? And I kind of attribute it to, you know, as you said at the top, I'm a therapist and in, and as you know, in kind of the traditional therapy world, there's individual therapy, there's couples therapy, there's family therapy, there's nothing for friendship there. There's nothing for friends. And while I'm not necessarily advocating, you know, that friend couples go and run out and, and find themselves a therapist, although I don't think that's a bad idea, depending on the length, the, the, the length and, the, and, the, and the importance of that relationship. What that does mean to me, though, is that out there in the kind of zeitgeist, there is no collectively um, agreed upon language for navigating conflict within these relationships. There's no blueprint about how to get into new ones, how to get out of existing ones. And so we kind of shy away from it because it feels weird. It feels counterintuitive. It feels like, God, you're making this friendship such a big deal if you're like, you know, really self-advocating or really fighting for it or really demanding things of it. It feels like, oh God, doesn't she have anything else going on? But the truth is the other person feels the exact same. We all do. We're just, we just have not jumped in those waters yet. And that's kind of one of the real goals for me about this book is that it's a conversation starter. And while traditional, you know, I mean, friendship therapy does not exist in, in any kind of, you know, scale, scalable way, you know, in, in practices across, you know, the country, that's what I kind of wanted this book to be. It was like a guide on, okay, this is kind of friendship therapy. Let's walk through kind of all of the different elements and avenues of friendship and, 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 you know, and, you know, the first chapter actually is starting with, you know, the first friendship should be with yourself. So really looking at like, what are my non-negotiables? What are my boundaries? And I ask people to be able to answer four questions. Who am I? Where am I? How did I get here? And where do I want to go? And until you can answer those questions, and that takes a minute, you know, mm -hmm. to really kind of sit and, and distill that down and to answer those questions with honesty. But until you can answer those questions with honesty, some reasonable sense that you're getting those answers right, it's really hard to assemble that A team of people in your life. You're kind of out there blindly swinging and keeping or attracting people um, in a very kind of blind manner, right? It's, it's often people don't realize when a boundary, what, are, what their boundaries are until something has been crossed, right? So that's a very reactive and even thing. Then, 
yeah even and even then, then, we're then like, why is this a big deal but also you know we don't but know also i feel crappy exactly and so it's like the idea is to get out there on uh, in front of all of this stuff mm-hmm. and really have a keen awareness of what you know what as i said kind of what you will and will not take what you what you know what you demand of this relationship what you demand of yourself within this relationship and the other in this relationship and once you get really clear on that i feel like all of a sudden the relationship can start to lock into the level that you um need it or want it to be but until then again you're just kind of out there collecting friends holding on to legacy friendships you know we've all evolved hopefully that's the goal right and so with that evolution things are going to shift within these relationships and it it doesn't mean that somebody else has evolved in a worse direction it's just a different direction often right and so it's time to sync up and kind of reconcile where am i at right now and where are these relationships? And I've got to have some alignment or else if I can't get that, I'm going to have to say goodbye to some of these. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I forgot what the question was. That was a very long answer. <laughs> no, you answered it. I love it. Um, okay. So I'm listening to this podcast and I'm realizing maybe I'm either, I, I feel like I have listeners who either are saying, how do I even make adult friends? Okay. Right. Maybe they don't have any, or they've moved somewhere new and they don't have that connection and they're craving it. Mm -hmm. Or like you've mentioned, we have the friends, but Mm -hmm. we don't have the connection that we're longing for. And so, uh, I've spent years in therapy and years trying to create the life that I want. And I've surrounded myself with really beautiful friends yeah that are like we have those deep connections we can go to go out and dance and have fun or we're talking deep on marco polo because you know i don't live by most of my friends right and i wish somebody lived next door to me and we could see each other on the daily but i just i don't have that so marco polo you know a video messaging app basically is where i find a lot of that connection and you can still have a lot of that in my experience right with people all over the world um, so if I'm in one of those categories where I either don't have the friends I need and want, or I have friends, but don't have the friends I need and want, mm-hmm. where do I start? So let's start with the, you don't have the friends you want first. So, and this is, a, again, bringing it back to the pandemic, you know, I saw this a lot, you know, people were very isolated. Um, a lot of people working from home, a lot of people moved so that they could, you know, they're not going to be in an office, they move, but then what happens, they kind of isolated then Mm -hmm. out in the society, they haven't been able to go out and meet, you know, new people and stuff. So the same thing, so much of, you know, what we kind of try and practice with dating is, is true. Those are the same kind of muscles you're going to want to flex with friendship. And the first thing that you're going to want to do is put it out there. First of all, have an acknowledgement. I'm feeling lonely. I've looked at kind of the landscape of my friend profile. It's not here. It's not giving me what I need. I need to go find some friends. Just saying that out loud, acknowledging saying it out loud, all of a sudden shifts shifts energy towards that. Number one. Number two, just like if you were like, you've just broken up with somebody, you feel like you're ready to start dating again. What's the first thing you do? You talk to your, your existing friends. Hey, I think I'm ready to get out there. Know anybody? And so it's the exact, and that feels so weird to talk about it in, in a friend capacity, right? Like, oh God, that feels desperate. But why? You know, it's like, hey, I have this hole in my life. I'll give, let's just say, I'm a, let, 
I'm making this up, but I'm a single mom who's starting a new business. I don't really have anybody else that's doing that. It would sure be great to have somebody that like I could kind of sweat it out with and like workshop and just we're in the same kind of headspace, but I don't know anybody. Ask people in your lives, hey, this is where I'm at. Do you know anybody that's like that you like, that you trust, that you know, that you feel like it would be great for me to connect with? Putting it out there, it's unbelievable what people are like, oh my God, yeah, because people are not, they're so caught up in their own chaos. They're not thinking like, oh, you know, Susie is doing this new thing. You know, she really, they're not thinking like that, Mm -hmm. right? But the second you say that, oh my gosh, yes, I know Margaret. Now she's not doing the exact same thing as you, but it might be great to make that connection. And all of a sudden wheels are turning and it's not just about, again, other people connecting you to other people, though that's, that is the goal there. It's just the energy starts to flow in that direction. And it is amazing once you open yourself up to that, what starts to appear in your life, okay? And then the third thing is really look at your habits. So um, let's say you've got a dog. You've got a dog, right? Um, <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> instead, of, instead of walking your dog every day around the block, right? Where's the nearest dog park? Take your dog to the dog park you know, you've got at least one thing in common with a whole group of people there, right? And then pay attention. Does anybody stroke your curiosity? Does anybody feel like interesting or you're feeling pulled to them in any way? You don't want to force this, right? It's not like right. you, you don't want to be like, mm, I got to find somebody, but just be open to it, aware, look around. Oh, somebody might look interesting, a friend I'm talking about, not romantic. And that's exactly what you would be doing if you were trying to find a romantic partner, right? Yes. In every space, you walk into any restaurant, any bar, any get together, and you're immediately looking around the room. Anybody here? Anybody here that might be, right? And mm-hmm. so that's kind of what you want to be doing. And again, it's not like you're walking around shaking everybody's hand at the dog park, but you've got an awareness around there. Like to jog? Don't just jog around the block. Find a running club. You've got to be able to put yourself in situations and then have your energy opened up once you're in those situations. But like, again, you know, at least you got a group of people, you know, you've got mm-hmm. at least one thing in common. They all like to run. So you want to be putting yourselves in those situations and then obviously being open to the energy and the possibilities of, hey, maybe there'll be somebody cool, cool here that I'll like feel like I could jive with. And then you got to take action. And I was telling somebody, I was saying this exact same thing the other day. And they were like, what are you talking about? I'm going to walk up to somebody in the dog park and say, here's my card. Do you want to have coffee? And I'm like, well, not quite like that, but in essence, like, and I know that feels weird, but you know, maybe you don't do it on the first time, but maybe you see them a week later and they're there and you strike, you know, you strike up a conversation. It's not that weird. And if you're feeling like, oh, I don't know, the other person is all, is probably like, oh, wow that's cool. Or that's interesting. Like maybe they have bandwidth to have coffee with you. Maybe they don't. That's fine. Either is fine. But I don't think it's a situation where it's like, and the more we do this, the less weird it becomes. Right. Mm -hmm. But you just have to be intentional. You cannot be waiting for these friendships to happen to you. That's the passive position. You've got to be happening to them. And again, not in an aggressive, creepy way, but certainly energetically. And you've got to be willing to take a little bit of a risk and put yourself out there in a certain way, go after what you want. And so um, that's what I would say on that. Now, if you're looking at your friendships and you're like, boy, I've got like 10 friends, but I just, I feel like lonely or I don't feel connected to a lot of these people. Um, And by the way, a quick litmus test is 
you know, there's so much information around us all the time. We're just not paying attention to it. And so, uh, like I like to say, it's like, if you're, it's like the cell phone test, if your cell phone rings and somebody's, you know, a friend's name comes across the call display, you, what's your immediate reaction to that? Are you like, oh, or are you diving for the phone to, you know, oh, I've got something to tell them, you know, and you feel mm. like alive and happy, right? This is really good information. We do this with every single time our phone rings, we have some sort of reaction. Often that reaction is nothing, which is the worst reaction of all, in my opinion, <laughs> right? Is that numbness kind of like, you know, going through the motions, right? So I ask people in the book, you know, and there's chapter, there's homework at the end of each chapter. And I ask people, like it's right at the very beginning of the book to take a, a white piece of paper and a pen, or you can do this on your computer. I like the, I like the feeling of being able to yeah. write it out. It feels even more connected, but, and write down everybody's name that's in your inner circle and just watch your reaction, your gut reaction as you see their name appear in front of you, as you're writing their name. What is the, do you feel, you know, irritated? Do you feel excited or, you know, full or warm? Do you feel nothing at all? Again, very good information. And that's the place to start. So once you've done that, and if you kind of assess like, wow, I've got, you know, a handful of people in my life, I really, I feel numb or worse than numb um, in these relationships, I got to do something about it. So you, there's two kind of tacks. You can either really think about the relationship, think about the history of the relationship, kind of the landscape of that friendship. Um, if it is something that has been, you know, you've been there around a really long time that that person or that relationship has been with you at very many kind of monumental part, you know, moments in your life. Um, and this is more like, uh, have we just not made the effort to connect mm -hmm. and therefore we've kind of separated if it's that thing then that's a situation where you say, okay, there's still a lot of, there could still potentially be a lot of juice here. And either I've let it slip or she's let it slip or we've let it slip, but I want to bring attention to this and kind of reignite and discuss where we're at. That's kind of your best case scenario. And that's, you know, because it, it, it is so great to have a relationship that has followed you and has seen you at different, you know, spaces and places in, in time within your life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so you, that's something you might want to really kind of say, oof, I got to reignite this. And that's going to be a conversation. Or you might say, you know, this has been a legacy friendship that, you know, kind of what you said, like we've had some great moments. That was when we were like 23, 24, For the last 20 years, I've kind of just dialed this in or 10 years or whatever. Uh, I just don't feel like we're on the same page anymore. And then you got to say, now, is this something that's just kind of like, both of you have gone like that is the is it are you kind of aligned in your expectations around what this is then that's something that i think you know you can kind of just let go with the ebb and flow of you know the universe uh if it's a question of where but but then mentally and energetically you make a choice right this is not this relationship i'm putting out to see and i'm okay with that and i really am i value everything that we have had but mentally, this friendship is is out of my kind of whatever. And I, again, that just that clears up some energy and space. If it's a situation where one of you is not on the same page in the sense that you're going, let's just say this way, and you're fine to float out of this, mm -hmm. but there's the other person is still trying to engage you and still trying to like is not 
thinks you still are on the same page, that's a more, that's a trickier situation. And that's something you're going to want to address and, and, and kind of say, you know, pay the relationship up until this point, you know, great respect and we have love and whatever. And, but then say, but just where I'm at in my life, you know, from a bandwidth perspective, I just want to be fair to you in this relationship. And I just don't have, um, I just don't have capacity for this mm-hmm. right now. And so I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to leave you sitting out there guessing. I don't want to feel guilty or irritated, you know, that mm-hmm. we keep kind of bumping up against each other. Um, and so, and you can make your case that way. If it's a situation that you haven't been friends that long, right. Then you've got to deal with that in a different nature, right? If it's something that, you know, you've been friends with somebody for five months and for three months, it was great. And for two months, you've gone really sour on it. Um, you know, I think also you want to maybe have a conversation. Um, that's always the best way, you know, I think, but there's a lot less to consider there in terms of, you know, just it's, it's such a, it's a, just such a small slice, um, of time of your life. Um, but when you're having these tough conversations, you really want to think about number one, is this something I'm willing to lose? And if I am, I really want to kind of understand what there is going to be some kind of grief process around this. We never talk about the grief of losing friendships. We're constantly talking about, you know, romantic relationships and and even family relationships. But this idea of, you know, kind of processing grief around losing these relationships is really important too. So you want to spend some time kind of envisioning your life without this person. And how does that feel with you? Does that feel like it fits? And if it does, then you're going to have to have a you know, a kind of call to action here. And you want to be, I always say you want to lead with the stuff that's like the actions that are the most respectful and they're often the most courageous, which is having like an in-person or an on the phone conversation. So things don't get twisted or lost in translation. That is obviously much more challenging and scary to do. Um, The caveat of that though, is if you're dealing with somebody that is, very defensive or very emotional or um, yeah, not good with confrontation at all. The idea is that whatever you're communicating lands with that person, right? So if it's a situation where you think you're going to try and communicate something and because of the way they are, it's just going to get thrown back onto you, you know, and be drama, then, then you're going to want to say, okay, I'm probably going to want to send a really thorough, respectful email so that Mm -hmm. this person can have time to get really mad, walk away, but have something to come back to. And at least, you know, you know, in a perfect world, be able to like process and metabolize this over time. Um, so those are some of the considerations you want to, you want to look at, but the starting point is really also you, you just have to be able to say, what do I really want and need out of these relationships? And it shouldn't be the same thing from everybody. That's the other thing you want to be able to have, like, you don't want an echo chamber where everybody in your life looks like you talks like you, you want everybody in your life to have the same core values, but that's about it. Right. You want to have the people that have known you for a long time. uh, But you also want to have people that have different life experiences different upbringings, different, you know, whatever it is, different age, different sexual identity, different, grew up in a different part of the world. Um, Because those are the more dynamic 
relationships and the more dynamic those people are, the more you unlock various parts of yourself. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, really understanding, you know, who's in your life, if they're not great, what in you needs to be fulfilled. And I talk about that in the relationship, kind of like meeting the basic needs of what you need. And, um, and that's different for everybody, but there are some core kind of, you know, categories. Yes. To all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I took notes. I have thoughts that I wanted to pipe in on. Yeah. Um, I loved the answering the phone and how our reactions can be a guide Yeah. to uh-huh. that because I can absolutely feel that. Um, and it makes me happy because right now I'm happy when I yeah. get, especially if someone FaceTimes me, right. You're like, because that oh, is more intimate, totally, right? Totally. It's like, Hey, I want to, in today's world, we don't do things real time. It's like, yeah. text me when you call me when you can, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so to FaceTime is a lot of people don't love it, but I'm really growing to love it and to just pop in on my friends. And yeah. I started out hating it and now I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Same now here. I'm really into it. Yeah. Um, the idea of I'm an inviter and mm-hmm. I create the space to, to meet the people. So I, w- I was very specific. I wanted friends who were adventurous. So I started a hiking club. Yeah. I sure. wanted friends who roller skate. So I went to an adult skating group. Right. Um, I wanted, uh, friends that I could talk about religious and spiritual thoughts without religion involved, if right. that makes sense. Cause right, right. I don't okay. have religion anymore. I needed those friends. Yeah. Um, I wanted, so I create that space. I right. wanted women who yeah. own businesses right? because I was surrounded by men right. who own businesses. And I'm right. like, I just don't relate. I, my friends, right. I love my friends, but also they don't own their own business. So they can't relate right. to these parts of me. Sure. Exactly. Um, That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So some of these things I've been able to find that space for, for me to create those friendships. Yeah. Some of them I've, I've, I've invested in myself to create that space right. with friendships. And yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I think of the women's groups that I run. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of them are for health and nutrition. Uh, some of them are for after betrayal and some of them are for divorce. And just this morning, I got to see women, you know, saying, speaking exactly what you're saying, the energy, they're putting their energy out. They're saying, I need to find, you know, someone who can help me with this, this, and this, and right. two girls pop up in group unmute their, you know, it's just zoom. And they're like, Hey, I know somebody in your part of the world in Puerto Rico. I can, I can help you. Here's their name. And she's like, just huge relief. Totally. Right. Of like, Oh, and, and we think it doesn't matter to say those things, or maybe it's scary and vulnerable to say, I'm looking for this, this, and this. But when I put that energy out, it always comes back to me. Totally. Always. So Um, I hope that those who are listening can, can hear this and, and believe it rather than like, that must be nice. That must be nice for you to go and have these friends. But I feel like I am not lucky. I have worked really hard to create the life and the the relationships that I have. It is not by chance. Yeah, totally. It takes work, but the work pays off in space. And that's the thing. And so starting, and you know, as your example, you've been super intentional about, you know, what you can offer and needs that need to be met. And, and so that's exactly, that's the energy you want to live in. And all of a sudden stuff starts really, you know, shifting. Um, and it can be very powerful. 
And, and I love, honestly, the, the fact that you're saying have the conversation, um, because that is the most uncomfortable part. Okay. So you're saying, okay, let's be curious. Let's find out where we're at with our friendships. Okay. Now let's start being intentional with our friendships, but it's the breaking up part where we realize this, this season has ended. Right. And, um, that was one of the harder things for me last year was saying, these are, these are the parts that I loved with us. And we had such great times, but the reality was when I sat with that relationship on my own, right. In silence and really looking hindsight, 2020, there were Mm -hmm. lots of indicators that we were not meant to be together in that season. Right. And, and, and I trolled her when we came to it, I thanked her for the friendship that we had that season. And then in the end, I said, our core values do not align. Right. And it just doesn't fit. It's too painful for me to continue the relationship. And the craziest part is it's been over a year. And my daughter asked, like, do you miss her? And I'm like, well, I don't. And I feel kind of guilty that I don't think about her. Right. And when I have other friends who know that I've broken up with this friend, who are like, you know, I saw this posted on and this on social media. And I'm like, oh, I don't even, I'm not there. I'm not, yeah. it's like the old boyfriend or the old part, ex, right. you know, husband, I'm not checking in. I am not connected. Yeah. I'm also not hating. And right. I hate this person. It really is like, we just need to part ways. Right. Yeah. And it's really, it's really difficult. I mean, it's difficult to do, you know, as you said at the top with any relationship to end any relationship. And this is even, you know, harder because we don't, we're not in practice doing it, but I think the idea that you show up and you're clear and you're honest and you're respectful, even if the other person, you know, that's going to be a kind of bitter pill, I think for a lot of people to swallow, but they will come back to the, that and say, net, net, that was the right thing to do. That Mm -hmm. was the right move. And the relationships are relational. And so if there's no way that your friend at the time was not feeling certain ways about the friendship and, and there's, even if she, I'm done, I don't know any of the details of this, but even if she didn't want to end it or was caught off guard, there's got to be ultimately a certain kind of relief or peace or whatever, because again, these things, you're existing in this relationship together. And if it's Mm -hmm. not working for you at some level, it's not working for her, whether she's conscious of that or not. And I love hearing that because there, when there is contention or unmet expectation, like Hey, there's clearly some energy here that we're feeling right? and I'm the one who's going to bring it up and talk about it. Right. But I did feel very alone in that, like your stuff and and the deflection of like, this is your stuff. And I'm like, yes, however, I'm making this choice to move forward without (laughs) without you, you know, um, it was hard. It was yeah. hard to do that, but I know, and and I'm sure that she is in a better space and I hope we both learn from it in order to that's create the, the new relationships and be better friends to those we have currently. Right. Like that's the whole idea is freeing up that, that energy and that space to be better to those that are the relationships that are, you know, serving you in the way they need to, or to attract and have bandwidth for a new relationship that can, you know not fill that spot, but like, you know, to make room for it just to come in. Yeah. I love that. 
Um, okay. So any other um, ending thoughts, I guess, that sounds like the book is going to be this guide for us to just walk us through whether we're trying to make new friends or create those connections with our current friends, yeah, kind of how to do it yeah. um, and have maybe those hard conversations. Yeah. Are there... Yeah. So, you know, there's, there are 10 chapters in the book. There's only one on how to break, literally how to break up with your friends. And within that chapter, there is, you know, workshopping different ideas, how you do it. There's literally script starters based on certainly not exhaustive, you know, because every relationship is so unique and nuanced, but the hardest thing to do is just to start the conversation, right? Once you're in it, then it, it, it tends to take on a life of its own, which is good. So that there are nine chapters on the importance of friendship um, and how to do them a lot better than we're doing right now. And so, um, and it starts with the the self-reflection piece on, you know, as I said before, you know, really understanding who you are and then looking at your own patterns and how you show up in relationships. So I have that the second chapter I think is called first friendship and really looking at like what your history from being dropped on that first playground, um, what has your pattern been in friendship? What, you know, in trying to glean more information about, you know, your own upbringing, what were the influences in your life? What, how did your parents do friendship? How did the important adults in your life do friendship? Are you doing friendship like they were just as a default setting? Or does that really speak to your core? I, and, and I talk about a particular thing where my mom super social, always having dinner parties, always, you know, the hostess with the mostest. They had really great friends. My both my mom and dad had, you know, have real, had really great friends. But I just kind of viewed the world that that's how you do friendship. And so it wasn't until I was like in my late 20s when I, and I was like all constantly putting on dinner parties. And like I had, you know, an, an internet startup, which was very much around entertaining. And I got so burnt out. And I had this kind of revelation where I was like, I can hate you know, put, I have so much anxiety around putting these dinner parties. And at the end of the night, I'm always like, oh, that was fun. But the whole process, mm-hmm. terrible, like so stressful. And I'm dead. And I, I have this epiphany, you know, why do I, this is not me at all. I'm actually pretty introverted. I'm like fine to be a guest at a dinner party, but I don't like running around the grocery stores, like one of my least favorite places on planet earth. And so like spending copious amounts of time putting together menus and what am I doing? You know what I mean? And then, so I was able to track it back. Oh, this is why I did this. This is why I'm doing this because that's what was modeled for me. And there's certainly nothing wrong with that, that it doesn't speak to who I am. So getting really clear on like all of those influences kind of leading you to where you are right now. And then also just like the societal piece of like the influences, the way the media and like movies portray female friendships, it's like they're either bubbly trips to the spa with Manny Petties or like big jealous rage, like out, you know, throwdowns, like you're dead to me. And like, so it is hard to really get a grasp, like what are these female friendships supposed to be like? And they're a hell of a lot more nuanced than any of those portrayals. So kind of really understanding, you know, having a deeper understanding of your own relationship to relate these relationships mm-hmm. is really important and impactful. So I talk a lot about that. And then, um, yeah. And, th- and, th- and then it's kind of just finding, you know, again, how you show up all of the different roles of the people in your life are your needs being met. Let's look at that. And so there's a lot of homework in every chapter, as I said, so you can kind of like detail out, you know, where you're exactly sitting in all of this. Love it. Those are my favorite kind of books of 
of not just reading, but the doing part and figuring things out for myself, being curious in all of that. So uh, I'm excited for our listeners to find you and to learn more about how they can build or break up, (laughs) whatever they need to do. Exactly. Um, I like that it offers both. So thank you for being here and for sharing some of your wisdom with my listeners of course. and um, where can they find more of you? And I'll put it all in the show notes. Sure. Um, on social, I'm uh, all, all things at Aaron Falconer or at pick the brain. And uh, the books are available anywhere. Amazon, Barnes and Noble in indie booksellers, uh, wherever you get your books, hopefully the book should be there. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, Thank you. Thank you. And I hope that you all go out and create the friendships that you all deserve. Thanks for being here with me today, whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.